Well, welcome back to Calvary Conversations, episode 13. Uh, obviously, I am not Pastor Greg, and, and actually, Pastor Greg is not even in this room right now. Uh, our youth pastor, Trevor, uh, is here, and we're about to do this podcast together. And That's I, right. You know, I'm excited for this opportunity, mm-hmm. but and I, and I thank Pastor Greg for uh, entrusting us That's with, right. with this. But uh, that's a big trust for the youth that pastor is. and the young adult that pastor is. to come that together is. on this. Pray for us. Pray for us. Pray, pray for, for us. us. Right now, go ahead and, and, and pray for us real quick as we get <laughs> <laughs> As we get started. That's right. Uh, but no, I am excited for this podcast, though. We actually have a really, really great topic that we're going to talk about. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's something that we've actually been talking about in our young adult small group mm-hmm. uh, for a little bit. And it's actually on commitment today. Mm-hmm. Um, commitment to me, I think, is can be an overlooked topic. That's right. Uh, and kind of, kind of taken for granted. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I, I think it's a definitely a bigger problem that has risen recently. That's right. Uh, for sure. And I think for me, commitment uh, was something that I struggled with, you mm-hmm. know, growing up, and I, I was always wanting to be flaky and back out, like it's whatever, like I was feeling like right. doing. That's how, uh, that's how I made my decisions. But as I kind of, you know, grew my faith a little bit, I, I realized that flakiness though does not only reflect poorly upon me, mm-hmm. but it actually hinders the gospel. Wow. Uh, our lack of commitment, I think, causes the world to see Jesus as unreliable, and that's something that we're going to try to prevent and talk about today for mm-hmm. anybody who is struggling kind of in those areas and commitment can can uh go to a lot of different places in our life but first uh pastor trevor do you see this as a big deal like of commitment issues or what's your thoughts on that i think that commitment is so vital to uh just all aspects of our life um I think that it's a big issue today because we have we live in a world of convenience and I think that convenience is literally like the enemy of commitment, That's right? That's good, yeah. Because like in all areas of our lives, I mean committing to relationships, committing to work, committing to church, come on somebody, committing mm, come on. committing to church, coming to church and especially in a world where like COVID had just happened. Yeah. And like we're in Florida here, we're kind of on the downscale of things. I don't know where you're listening from, but here in Florida we're kind of on the down scale and uh covid just happened and like it's like everyone's kind of nervous and they don't know what to commit to or what not to commit to but i just think that commitment is huge like you said like commitment as far as a believer goes is a direct correlation or it it kind of reflects or gives somebody a, a view of who christ is right, based on right. how we commit as believers so commitment is huge man commitment yeah. is like number one yeah the more you speak about that i think you know commitment i see that as also a huge evangelistic tool that's right like if you're trying to spread the gospel or you're trying to see your your friends saved your neighbors saved everybody saved you have to be a committed person Mm -hmm. um and i feel like that that phrase of seeing jesus unreliable is something that that is i want to stay so far away from because i don't because that's my savior that is Mm -hmm. that is who i worship um, so, but anyways, it's, it just seems culturally acceptable. just like you said, yeah, to back out of commitment right. sometimes, but it actually, this has not always been the case. Like I said in the beginning here, that this is more of a kind of a recent thing mm-hmm. that we've seen in generations. I think that's where the stereotype for like the millennial generation mm-hmm. was like, they were uncommitted people, they're lazy people. Mm-hmm. And 
uh, and then the recent change is how we view commitment can be attributed to many factors, mm-hmm. though. Uh, but a lot of our young adults today seem to be especially marked by this this lack of commitment. Right. Uh, and as unflattering as it sounds, though, no other generation in history has been so marked mm-hmm. by a lack of commitment like millennials. What do you suppose are the reasons behind this kind of cultural reality? So, like, I kind of touched on it before, but. I think like in a world where we're so technological advanced, yeah, like our phones make everything easily accessible. Like right. it's like we can have anything we need right now. Uh, let's just give a practical example. Like if you're married and you, you know, maybe you're a young adult, you're newly married or whatever, you just stepped into a new world, right? Basically yeah. you, you are experiencing this, right? <laughs> yeah. And you maybe not, you know, you have to go grocery shopping because you need yeah. groceries, you need supplies for your house or what, what, that may be, but, um, you're tired. You just got off of work. Right. And it's convenient. There's a little app called DoorDash. If you know about it, it's convenient to just have somebody else do it for you. Yeah. Right. That's just an example. And so, uh, our phones make everything so easily accessible nowadays that it's hard to commit to something. And like, like I said earlier, convenience is the direct enemy of commitment because commitment takes some type of sacrifice yeah it takes some type of like okay i have to do the work and um i think that's why it it's so prevalent now and the millennial gen z and even alpha coming up into the scene like the as we advance technologically we still have to be grounded right in discipline with certain commitments don't just text Go and talk to somebody, right? And, you know, just different things like that. So I think that's a big thing. Like, I'm not blaming technology. We love technology. We need technology. But don't substitute the the actual, like, interpersonal disciplines for just a text message or a DoorDash order, you know? That's true. Yeah. That's true. No, I agree with all of that. And I think for me, when I think about that question as well of, you know, why do we see this as this cultural reality? I think it's the the biggest one is a fear of missing out. Mm-hmm. Uh, that there's there's something better out there, which brings me to my second one I'm thinking of is the better option. And that's where, where I struggled at mostly growing up was there's always that, that better option. I feel like I handles a lot of relationships mm-hmm. too. Those who are looking for a girlfriend or, or a boyfriend <laughs> or a marriage one day, like I'm, I fear know of, you're listening. Uh, Admit, we you know, listening. come on, we're getting real today. <laughs> uh, but the fear of missing out, the better option. Like if I'm, there's could be a better option out there. Like mm-hmm. I don't want to settle down just yet, or or not wanting to be stuck mm-hmm. either. Not wanting to be stuck. I think is another big one as well, uh, especially that I've seen. But I know we've been hitting on millennials and, and Gen Z, and that's where uh, millennials is really kind of our big problem. Gen Z actually gets very, uh, I guess. Uh, upset when they kind of get grouped into this because no we're, we're different but we're seeing the problem there too as well yeah, uh, yeah but this is not just for millennials or gen z I mean, we, you know for those who are not part of these generations this mm-hmm. kind of str- kind of goes everywhere especially you know post covid mm-hmm. and getting back to life uh, as normal it's not just the millennials we're seeing this in every in every generation right now mm-hmm. so i just want to put that uh right out there but anyway god grows us though through commitment mm-hmm. we have the opportunity to work out our difficulties our insecurities our struggles through commitment Trevor, can you share about a time that you grew through commitment? What did you commit to? And what was the kind of like the blessings resulted because of your commitment? Oh, man, there's there's so there's so many examples um, that I could choose from. But one one that I I would say that has 
kind of stretched me the most because how many of us know that when you commit to something, it's not always going to be comfortable and it's going to stretch you. And in that stretching, like you said, God is growing us. So for me, I think it was just um, kind of taking on the youth pastor role here at Calvary. It's just like, I've never done pastoring before. I'm yeah. 23 years old. You know, there's a lot of people that do this, that are youth pastors in, our, in the local churches around our area that are way older than me. Right. Kind of, I kind of seem like I may be one of the younger, you know, youth pastors in our area. Um, but taking on that role, like, and taking on that commitment stretched me in so many areas. It stretched me in communication. How many know like public speaking yeah. is like a oh, big yeah. fear, even for an adult. Like if you're <laughs> like if you're an adult, you know, like you don't always want to jump and if someone asks you to like, hey, can you pray for the service? Or hey, can you come and give this speech at this event? Like it's kind of nerve wracking. And so like I grew in communication. I've been able to kind of hone in on those skills and it's just through commitment it's like if i didn't commit i wouldn't have learned these things i wouldn't have grown in those areas right right um i can think of just like being relational and being being someone that cares for people it's not that i didn't care for people in the beginning it's just that god like you said is growing that compassion for people as i'm around people and as people yeah. are looking up to, to to me and and my wife like and we need to be available and uh, so that's one that's one area that right. I see like growth comes straight from the commitment. That's of it. so good. Yeah. That's so good. Uh, one thing I, I could see, you know, recently in my life uh, is my relationship, my marriage. That's right. Uh, that's <laughs> that's a huge one, especially in, in the dating stage where a lot of people may have not known this, but we lived three hours apart from each other. Come on. Uh, and that was a commitment to make. Like you had to be committed to your schedule, to, uh -huh. to seeing each other. That's a three hour drive that you uh -huh. have to, you have to plan for that, plan the weekend. Especially since we both work at different churches oh, on man. church schedule, but the blessing on the other side is obviously my marriage. That's so right. I'm married now, and right. uh, it has been great. Yeah, uh, love you, Candice. <laughs> but <laughs> uh, but no, it's, it, there's there's so many so many blessings on the other side. Of commitment, That's right. and sometimes those are just so hard to see at mm -hmm. first. That's sometimes right. you have to go through the the, the commitment um, mm -hmm. to get to the blessing on the other side. But That's right. but they're there. But uh, do you find the commitments of adulthood to be strenuous? I know you kind of mentioned earlier about like you know. I as an adult, man, you got to go grocery shopping. You yeah. got to do all this. But do you see adulthood to be strenuous? Uh, what, and what kind of makes it difficult to show up every day and you know follow through on your word? I think – so let's just answer the question plainly. Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. Like it is a strenuous thing to just be an adult, yeah. right? Like you right. and I, like we're kind of 23, 24 in that uh, age range. And like we are figuring out adulthood day by day by day. And maybe if you're an adult, like maybe you're like 40 and you're like, yo, listen, you're going to be doing that for the next 50 years right. of your life. Right. And you're just like figuring it out day by day by day. Um, I think that uh, it's kind of pers a perspective thing. So to answer your question, yes, like it is strenuous. But I think that um, when you when you say something to somebody you know, especially as a, as a Christian or uh, as a believer, and maybe you're not even a believer. Let me just say this, like integrity is a characteristic that anyone should have. Wow. Yeah. Everyone should have. Yeah. Let me say that everyone should have. When you give somebody your word, you should follow through on it. Yeah. Is it going to be easy? No, not every time because there's schedules, there's things that come up in life that you necessarily cannot control, but you have to be that person that says, look, I said it. 
I have to do it. Right. And that shows character. That shows commitment in and of itself. So it does. No, it definitely builds character. Mm -hmm. And and just because, you know, you're in adulthood and you're like, because it's stressful, I shouldn't have to keep commitments. I think that's just a, that's a poor mindset that because it's stressful, uh, I I feel like the blessing is even greater on the other side. That's right. Um, And for me too, I just, when I think about that, is it strenuous? Yes, 100%. I'm, you know, a huge life change obviously just happened over the past couple of weeks. And <laughs> yeah. uh, and right now when we came, we can, you know, came back to our apartment after our honeymoon and um, and I'm, you know, we had a great time on our honeymoon. I would 100% go back. Right. Uh, the problem is now that we're back to reality and food is not going to show up at your door whenever <laughs> you right. want it. And that, that fridge needs to be full. That's and, right. uh, and also we got a you know, hefty credit card bill after the honeymoon <laughs> too. That thing needs to get paid Come off. Come on, somebody. And, uh, it's just and it, it's a lot and it's strenuous yeah. but if you're, you're if you're committed though mm-hmm. um it's just it's all the difference it's it's all the difference. i love what you said there you said that basically like there's always even like when it's hard the blessing is even better on the other yeah. side and i yeah. think of i just kind of want to sh- shift into a gear here where we can look at jesus right oh yeah like jesus had the hardest commitment i think of all time yeah he had to give his life knowingly give his life he knew what he was on the earth to do to save the world basically through through his blood and through salvation and i think like the blessing on the other side of that was so much greater than the pain that he had to go through and um if you're watching and you're going through something like just keep going stay committed because even though it's hard we have a perfect example in Christ that says, look, even though it's difficult right now, man, I can be completely fulfilled on the other side. I could be completely blessed on the other side. So yeah, I love what you said right there about uh, that. Yeah. Yeah. So good. But, um, who in your life though will benefit though through commitment? Like if you're a committed person, mm-hmm. can you think about people in your life right now? Like immediately that will, yeah. that will benefit. So, I mean, I can think of, uh, Let's just say like my, I mean, obviously my wife. Yeah. Right. right my right, wife. Right. And uh, let me, let me back up because I just, I got a little conviction there when I said that, obviously <laughs> my wife, <laughs> let me just say that, that sounded a little like, like insensitive, like obviously my wife, uh, no, my wife, she yeah, definitely, amen. she definitely would uh, benefit from that because you know, it's a relationship. You need to right. be committed you, and not just committed, like being together and staying together that's a no-brainer like that's and and that's something that you work toward every single day but committed to the little things yeah right um i think that all aspects of people that that you're around you know my students right now they would benefit from a commitment like if i'm not committed to focusing and strategizing and doing things with youth ministry then they're not going to benefit greatly from it and that hinders them because of something that i'm not committed to but when i commit to it then they'll be completely benefited from it and i will say this People you may not even know will benefit from your commitment. Yeah. Here's why. Because other people that you do know will benefit from that. And when they see that, they want to be like you because they look up to you. Yeah. And then they're like, okay, man, I got to get a little more committed because this guy has great work ethic. This guy is staying to the course and he's doing it and he's doing it. And uh, I want to be like that. Yeah. And then they do it to their you know, circle of friends or their, you know, their yeah. world or whatever, wherever their situation is. And, and so like when you when you commit to something and just me personally like a lot of people benefit. Yeah. People that you know, people that you're close to, but people that you don't even know benefit as well. Right. No, that's so good. And I I immediately think too about who benefits 
from commitments. I just think about you know, our role here at the church mm-hmm. and the ministries that we lead, and obviously those people under us benefit. But anybody, though, who is a ministry leader in this church or a ministry leader in your church, mm-hmm. if you not, don't go to Calvary or uh, attend somewhere else, or uh, if you serve in any type of capacity, just because of your commitment to serve, you will benefit so many people you may not see like the, right. the actual benefit mm-hmm. but those those people that you do serve the the after effect when they go home we mm-hmm. go like you don't see like the seed that you planted exactly and it's because of your commitment to serve and uh, if you're not serving in, in your in your church right now um in calvary or in your church we, we encourage you to do yeah. so i mean there's so much blessing in serving that's right uh it's so good but just kind of transition a little bit uh and our god is such a covenant keeping god that's right he the very essence of our faith is belief in a god mm-hmm. who has promised to redeem us mm-hmm. if god cannot be trusted to keep his promises our faith is nothing that's right. we have no ground on which to stand because we claim a god who stays true to his word our lives also ought to be marked by a willingness to fall through on our commitments and resolve to keep our, our word and with that being said there's a couple of verses that i just want to read okay. um right now and it kind of reflects just the character of god the uh, god being god being so faithful so committed to us uh, jeremiah 31 3 he continues his faithfulness loves with an everlasting love deuteronomy 7 9 he is the faithful god who keeps covenant and steadfast Amen. love to a thousand generations numbers 23 19 god does not lie or change his mind malachi 3 6 because god doesn't change we are not consumed second right. timothy 2 13 when we're faithless he remains faithful mm. hebrews 6 18 it's impossible for god to lie luke 21 33 his words will not pass away james 1 17 he does not change like shifting shadows god is so faithful he keeps his promises he does not change his mind he does not lie are these characteristics people would say about about your life or uh, can you just speak on that for a little bit well i think like so i'll say this we don't get it right every time. That's so true. Right. So true. We don't get it right every time. And I love those scriptures because it, it shows that God is the ultimate commitment keeper. Yeah. Right. He is the one that's always going to be faithful. He'll never change like that. The scripture says. And I, one thing I think of is like God doesn't need yeah. to commit to us because he's God. He is he's not lacking anything right he doesn't need to commit to us but he chooses to commit to us he chooses to commit to us daily like and even jesus like god in the flesh jesus christ fully god fully man committed to the cross and his commitment to the cross was his commitment to us yeah and i think that like how we could relate to that and how we could take upon that characteristic in our own lives is like we don't have to commit to anything. Why? We're adults. Right. We can make any decision that we want to, but we have to face the consequences of yeah. those decisions. So when I'm when we're thinking of commitment, we don't have to commit to serving. We don't have to commit to relationships. We don't have to. And let me tell you, we live in a world where a lot of people aren't yeah. committing. We live in a world where a lot of people aren't committing to uh, relationships. And I'm just going to say it. We live in a world where a lot of people are not even committing to church anymore. Yeah. They're not even committing to coming to church anymore. And because like just a fear or, or whatever, wherever it may be. And I think that like, Commitment isn't always going to be easy and you're faced with a choice every single day and you have to choose like God did because he doesn't have to, 
but he chooses to. And I think that when we make that choice to commit, then we see that blessing and God yeah. honors it. So, yeah. Yeah. When I, when I read these verses, I, I just get such a, a, a fear of God in me. <laughs> it, it really is because it just, it puts in perspective of who I am mm-hmm. and who he is. That's right. Now I'm such as this finite human being. Mm-hmm. He's just infinite, supernatural, always right. looking out for me. And, and it makes me think about the song. Some people know it. Some people don't. It's a uh, gratitude by Brandon Lake. Mm-hmm. Uh, I love one part of the song and I, I can't quote it exactly, but, uh, but <laughs> paraphrasing. He, yeah. Paraphrasing it, He says that and all I have is a hallelujah. And even that, song will end and right. you're still working. I that's think that's crazy. just crazy to think about that. He's always faithful to me. He's, there's never a, a time that he has off from me. That's and, right. he's, and he chooses, like you said, he exactly. chooses me. And I think mm-hmm. it's just so, so refreshing, but, but the greatest evidence of God's faithful covenant keeping love is seen in his plan for our redemption, sending his son, the Holy spirit. Oh, that was wrong. We're going to pause right there real quick. Sending his son, the Holy spirit. <laughs> <laughs> his son, the Holy Spirit. It's his son. Sorry. All right, come on. Okay. Uh, should I, uh, I'll just repeat that part. Here we go. The greatest evidence of God's faithful covenant-keeping love is seen in his plan for our redemption, sending his only son, Jesus, to rescue us. We can see the great lengths to which Jesus goes to atone for our sin and makes us his children. At great cost to himself, Jesus kept his commitment to purchasing our salvation. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what you said earlier. Jesus kept his commitment to saving us at the greatest personal cost to himself, his life. Right. Obedience and submission to God's plan of redemption drove Jesus to endure and remain committed. What kind of example does this give you in regard to your commitments? How should this play out in your own life? I love this question because I think of like how it should play out in my own life. And the first thing I want to say is that we have to have our priorities in order. Yeah. When I say that I'm talking about our relationship with Christ, when it comes to commitments, our first and foremost commitment is our commitment to Christ is our commitment to our relationship with Jesus. And I found in my own life that when I commit to the commitment that's other than Christ first, then I find it to be an obligation. Yeah. But when I commit to Christ first, every other thing that I commit to is actually a passion. Wow. You know wow. what I'm saying? Like yeah. I've been with the God, I, that the God of love, the God of mercy, the God of passion, the God of compassion. And, and I've been with God, I've been in the spirit and I've been with the Lord and after that time of committing to time with him, I found that it's not, a struggle to commit or yeah. serve in any other area. Right. It's actually a passion. So I think when you have your priorities in order, then the commitment after God, whatever that may be, church, work, whatever. Because how many know that sometimes we don't want to go to work? Yeah. So when you don't want to go to work, get into the presence of God. Wow. Get into the commit time to the Lord because then your whole perspective, your whole attitude is going to change and your work, your commitment, whatever it may be, is going to go from your obligation to your passion. Wow. And I think that's, that's, that's so good. It's, yeah. it's on the other side of surrender. Exactly. Just what Jesus has, has shown us. It's on the other side of surrender. And I think you, what you show perfectly there, just because it costs you something doesn't mean that there's joy on the other side. That's right. And I think about so many times in my life of, you know, you know, where, where is that in me? Do I, do I embrace things that cost me something? Right. Um, 
And I think of you know two things that come come to my mind so like that that what you're talking about like getting to God's presence that personal time mm-hmm. we all need that we all need that's a time right. of restoration and and being refreshed and mm-hmm. renewed uh, and that's a perfect time to do and we take it for granted and we put it on the back burner uh, because what it does it costs us time that's right. it costs us time and that and time is so it, it's so precious I think a lot of us when we get to heaven I think one of the questions will be God why should you only give us 24 hours in a day <laughs> like I need more time like there's so many people that are so stressed out because and they wouldn't be so stressed out if they prioritize like you said um if getting alone with god and being refreshed but it may cost you time but the joy is on the other side and you have so much joy in your life because of that you know i know what i found too is like when talking about the the commitment of sacrificing time right like spending time with the lord what i found and this is if if you have experienced this then like Type an amen in the chat or whatever, <laughs> a, a PTL, praise the Lord, like something like type it in the chat. If you've, if you felt this or you, you've seen this happen in your own life, when you commit time to the Lord, say it's 30 minutes. Yeah. And then all of a sudden it's like two o'clock and you're like, wait, God redeemed that 30 minutes yeah. that I thought I was wasting. Like yeah. the day seems longer. The day seems, Oh, I can get more done. You like, after you've been in the presence of the Lord, it's not that you're wasting time. You're actually investing. Investing. Time. That's a good, yeah, that's you're, good. Right you're, there. Exactly. You're actually investing time into the Lord and, and your relationship with him. And then in return, that reward, you find yourself like, Oh my gosh, the day is actually longer. I thought it was, I thought it was 10 o'clock. You look at the clock, it's eight o'clock and you can still get some things done. You can still do what you have to do. So I, I found in my own life that when I commit time to the Lord, he always redeems it. That's so good. That's so good. And it may be so weird to think about too, um, that, that being such a priority in a day, that means you have there there you're gonna redeem time. You're right. gonna get you're gonna feel like you have more time. Right. Um, but obviously you don't see that at first. And so you have all <laughs> these plans that you've made yep. and you're like, well I Man, I gotta get along with the Lord, but my, my friends, they, I gotta hang out with them. <laughs> yeah. I gotta give, give the family, yeah. and I have to, I have to do all of this. Um, and we kind of put God on the back burner, but mm-hmm. it's all about you know what do you value most? And I exactly. think by evaluating your life, doing a personal evaluation, you will find out mm-hmm. where that is. And I promise you, you will get all that stuff done. You'll have time for that. That's but right. You just get alone with God. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're gonna feel refreshed, renewed. You're not gonna, you're not gonna go into those those places of a uh, family and those friendships stressed out. But you're right. gonna go in with joy. Right. Exactly. Uh, this is so good. And one other thing I, I thought about costly for, uh, and also joy is, is our tithe. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, you know, I feel like that's say that I think, <laughs> oh, man, I think that's a big thing in the church. Honestly, though, for those who are not committed to the tithe, they don't, don't, don't fully understand why we tithe and why mm-hmm. we give to the church. Um, and and with that, uh, I you know, like I said earlier, I mean, I had a hefty credit card bill when I came back from this honeymoon. Yeah. Uh, but one thing I did not back away from though is the tithe. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just said, you know, even though I, I mean, this thing is due on the seventeenth, and I mean, I got I got to pay this bill. Right. Uh, but man, I know what God says about my tithe. That's though, right. And that He is going to bless me from uh, from this, and there's nothing I need to worry. And also, the joy on the other side too is where I know my, my where my money is going. Mm-hmm. It's going back to the local church. Is it's going to be able to put towards things and towards ministries that right. I know are going to advance the kingdom. That's right. Uh, the, the reason why we can we function at Calvary and we can even have this podcast is because people give. Right. Uh, and out of obedience to what the Lord has said. And, exactly. Uh, and it just it's it's such a joy to know that and i would never i i can never see myself ever back away from that. i, I want to say something about about tithe real quick yeah 
um, because our tithe is so important and the scripture teaches us to tithe and teaches us to obey God and to, that's the one area that we can test God and say with our tithes, like he says, test me in this, that I won't pour out blessings upon you. And so like, um, I heard a pastor say like, don't expect what God fed you in one season to be your provision in the next season. Wow. I heard a pastor say that and it, and it like kind of broke me because I was looking for some financial blessing, some financial provision. And I'm not saying God does not do that. If you're a tither, you have seen faithful in your life, God faithful in your life to, to financially redeem and, and pretty much bless you with stuff that you've been giving and, and stuff like that. But sometimes when you're tithing and you're, you know, you're faithful tither, it, it's not always, you know, you may be in one season where you're financially, you have a financial abundance because God is just pouring it, pouring yeah. it, pouring it back because you're faithful to the tithe. But in the next season, you, you figure out that, okay, I'm still being faithful to my tithe, but I'm not necessarily in the financial abundance that I was in the last season of my life. But what you may find is that you may have more peace, right? You may, you may have more joy. You may have better relationships. You may, you may be, look at this one. You may be more disciplined. Mm -hmm. You like just different things. You may be growing personally as a person and that's all by the grace of God. So like if you're a tither and you're, you're like, man, I'm not receiving this great financial, I'm not getting a mysterious check in the mail or, (laughs) or whatever, like don't neglect or don't take for granted what God is doing just because he's, you're not getting some type of financial abundance or, or that. But like, uh, just remember like what God fed you in the last season of your life doesn't mean it's going to be the same provision provision for this season of your life so true that's Mm -hmm. such a such a good point but uh but that's going to kind of conclude our our topic on commitment today hopefully that has this has blessed you Mm -hmm. uh tremendously as it has blessed us as we've been talking about this like i said earlier in our uh, our young adult small group and um i certainly feel convicted oh yeah certainly feel convicted uh but though we do want to take this time right now just to pray with you for wherever you're listening or or watching today we just want to pray with you and this is an area that we can all struggle in yeah uh, all it doesn't matter how old you are or how young you are where you're at in life you can be the best believer around but you could still struggle in this That's area right. so we want to pray strength over you and uh so just go ahead and uh, just agree with me in prayer so dear heavenly father we love you and we thank you, God. We thank you for this time right now where uh, we could talk about commitment, God. It's such a, a an area that oh, so many of us struggle in. Uh, but God, we ask that you would meet us in this area, that you would strengthen us, God. And we right now we repent and we are sorry for those that those times that we've put you on the back burner. That we we have put value upon anything else but you. Our, and that's our the biggest commitment is is to you, God. But God, we ask that you would refresh us and renew us, God, and and draw us into your presence and uh, give us a hunger for you and a hunger for commitment, God. Let us seek let us see commitment as that evangelistic tool that right. when we commit to those, God, that it's a reflection of your son, Jesus, and that they may see Jesus as a reliable source and as their savior. God, for those who are listening today, God, bless those right now. God, rain down blessings upon them. Meet them where they're at, God. For those who have so many prayer requests, God, that they feel like they just need... They just need to just hear you and feel you, God. Give them that right now. Give them that touch. Let them rest in your presence, God. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.